Some of the topics in this episode are graphic in nature and may be disturbing to some listeners, especially children. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. I'm Marisol Nichols, and I want to thank you for joining us today. To kick off today's show, I want to ask you a question. Do you talk to your family or friends about how to deal with predators online? Because I, I know it's an uncomfortable situation, uncomfortable conversation, but as a mom and as someone who has witnessed firsthand how predators operate, it's a necessary one. Now, I want to emphasize that the purpose of the show is not to fall into fear-mongering, but I want us to have an honest and open discussion so that we can learn together and share what we know. So in this episode, we've invited my partner, Tim Ballard of Operation Underground Railroad to come back and walk us through how predators and traffickers are using technology to target potential victims through social media, apps, and games. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, Tim Ballard is a former agent with the CIA and the Department of Homeland Security for 12 years, where he headed up the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. Now, Tim left his government post to become the founder and CEO of Operation Underground Railroad, an outstanding organization that works on both national and international stages to stop human trafficking. He and his operatives have assisted in the arrest of hundreds of traffickers, and in the process, they have saved countless women and children from human trafficking all over the globe. And for those of you who, like me, can be a bit intimidated by technology, I can assure you this episode will not overwhelm you at all. Our focus today is on what we can do together to improve online safety for everyone. We have one mission here, to save women and children from sex trafficking. And I hope you find this episode both beneficial and thought-provoking. So let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, Tim Ballard. Okay, so I've been wanting to do this episode for a very long time, as you know, um, to do an episode on technology, right? So can you talk about how do traffickers use technology? Mm -hmm. And this is especially relevant for people in the United States yeah. and in developed countries, because this is really the only way you're really going to see trafficking and exploitation happen. You go overseas and it's happening there too. They're using technology there, but it's still in a lot of these more developing countries, knowing which brothel to go to, which right. club to go to, which mouth. beach even to go to. You're not going to find a beach in the United States right. where they're selling 12 year olds. Right. Um, but at the same time, people need to understand. I, I think, the important thing to understand first for getting into to the technology side yeah. is understand how big it is here in the United States. I mean, it's huge. Because, yeah, but, but you hear people all the time say, oh, that happens only far, far away. It doesn't yeah, happen here. poor girls over there. Yeah. I know. And it's just like, that's exactly why the United States is the number three destination country for human trafficking, because our attitude is it's not happening. It doesn't happen. And the media doesn't want to report it when it does. So it's, it's crazy. Right. Um, and... Parents need to know, and guardians, whatever, need to know how they're going to get your kids. Well, let's, let's talk about sort of like how, because now I can, I can literally hear my audience going, well, what do you mean it's in the United States? And how do you find the kids in the United States? Like, how would someone know how to go buy a kid here? First, you know, there's, there's a difference between human trafficking and exploitation, just for terminology's yeah. sake. Human trafficking legally requires some commercial exchange. Right. Um, and then exploitation can be just, you know, raping or abusing a child. In the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> we equally go after all of them. So sometimes people say, well, human trafficking is not as big. Okay, whatever. 
exploitation, human trafficking, the kids getting hurt the same way. I, I mean, so so let's not play with terminology and, and it's just it is what it is. And and how they're getting and hurting kids is always the same. And it's technology. Why? Because all of our kids are online, mm-hmm. and the the vulnerability is that most parents, if you're my age at least, or older, like you did not know what it was like to be a teenager with the internet. No, we had Atari. Right, we had Tom. That was the extent of our like big, big. Yeah, exactly. Like it's hard to even fathom a world without cell phones and internet. Yeah. But here's the thing: is we get tricked. Parents get tricked because. We think we can help our kids in everything. And, and most things we can. Like, we can teach them how to drive. We know how to deal with a bully on the playground. We know right. how to deal with dating issues and broken hearts. And, oh, I've been there. Right. But you haven't been here. Your kids are in a dark place. You have never been. Right. And so you don't even, you just, oh, he's, yeah, my kid's online. My 13-year-old's online. And the, and the, the door's closed. Whatever. My, what? Most parents don't even occur. Don't doesn't even occur to them that there would be some pedophile talking to their kid. Like, you should see me when like my friends friends are like oh yeah my daughter's got this friend online she's gonna meet i'm like like, "Uh uh-huh so so who's the person online like like it doesn't even occur to them so that's sort of that's why i wanted to do this exact episode because you know we have a lot of parents watching this and a lot of teenagers watching this and so i really wanted to get into like hey look this is what you can run into this is what you need to run out like like watch out for yeah. so that that's sort of what i want you to take us through so yeah. maybe we can start with with like social media let's just start there like yeah. on instagram and facebook how does a trafficker or groomer or pedophile how do they get even access to our kids and how do you go from like a normal kid playing a game to all of a sudden you're being trafficked right like that so they love social media because in the old days the pedophile had to find you on the playground or in the mall that's hard now they just sit back from the comfort of their, you know, computer screen Basement. and you come to them. And the the problem is this, this false idea that your self-confidence comes from how many followers you have. Right. And, 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 um, as a teenager, mm. right. I mean, adults is different. There's businesses involved and that's fine. But I'm talking about teenagers who think I have 500 followers or friends. Like, no, no you don't. Yes. You don't. You have three, maybe four friends. The other guys. <laughs> The other guys are creepy, like, monsters. No. Like, you don't know who they are. My <laughs> friend's kid, she's 13. She just started her new Instagram. She's got, like, 123 followers. So I'm, like, looking at the followers going, yeah. why is this guy yes. in this other country following her? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they love it because they, the kids reveal things. Because you understand, like, pedophiles just love the idea of falling in love with a kid. It's not even just a, about the sexual act. That's the ultimate. But they just love feeling connected to a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old. I know these guys. I've worked with them, against them for 18 years. And so they just love being in the romance part of it. And you're just feeding them. And you're dressing sexy at 12, 13 years old. And they're just, they're just, they're loving it. And, and, um, and it even goes even younger into gaming. The one thing that always gets me about Instagram or Facebook or anything is you don't have to prove who you are. Right. So, Obviously, if there's a 12-year-old girl talking to a 45, 55-year-old man, that's alarming. It's pretty obvious to see. How is it done on social media where it's not obvious to see? Where the pedophile's pretending to be a 14-year-old boy, yeah. a 13-year-old girl, or whatever. Can you shed a light on that sort of and yeah. some things that you've also like actually run into? Yeah, it's so easy. 
it's so easy to pretend to be someone you're not. I know because I've done it for a decade. Yeah, I've done it online. I know yeah. how to do it. And we actually been interviewing kids lately. We did this little study, teenagers, and they're like, "Oh, I can tell the difference." Like, I can't. How can you tell the difference? These guys really are. They're really smart. They really want you bad. Like they can pretend to be, you know, a kid in the next county over. Right. And they, they'll even use. They'll even hijack someone's account. Mm-hmm. That's a real kid. You know, and that's a good looking, whatever, the football, the, the quarterback in the two counties over. And so you can even verify, oh, he, we know him. We've heard of him. And he, he'll just be him on a, on a separate Instagram account. Yep. Hijack his pictures. It's not hard. Yeah. And eventually it's just getting them to the point of they want, they want to meet you eventually. Now, in the meantime, you're going to you're telling them when cheerleading practice is. You're telling them when where yeah, you're going to be. Where you, ha- you, you display your whole life and they're there. Believe me, they're there. They're watching you at cheerleading practice and falling in love with you and sitting in the tree and, you know, whatever, while you're dancing. I mean, they know how to find you. And eventually it becomes too much for them and they need to meet you. And so they just, hey, want to meet at the mall? You know, or whatever. And and they go. And they go. And then if they want to take them at that point, it's so easy. It's You just set them up. Like, you, you tell them to go to a place where you know there's a corner where a van can come up or you know, or it's, it's not usually the van, okay? I shouldn't have said that because people, you know, the whole, like, human trafficking is the white van that snacks you and says free candy on the side. No, that's not generally how it works, right? Um, it's generally they'll get in the car, you know, voluntarily. voluntarily. But this this is if it's a scenario where they're pretending to be someone else. But oftentimes they don't. Or they're the I've seen cases, many cases, where the actual boss man who's 50, 60 years old is using a 15-year-old boy paying him oh to good looking guy he's paying him to play this romeo role and so he'll actually roll in with him hey let's get in my car let's go for a date and then they get him in the car and then they're gone wow and so they'll use they'll, they'll go to that extent as well where you're actually it is a real guy but he's working for a trafficker right um they also know how to what to look for so like they know they know these traffickers know to look for vulnerable um, and then I think where parents really get their kids in trouble is not understanding the communications platforms that are embedded in games. In games. Yeah. Let, let's go there. Yeah. Because, um, like, I, I, I revealed this on the Glenn Beck show with Glenn Beck. He, he, and so I can, I can tell the story because he told it. But yeah. for a long time, it was very quiet. He, I got a phone call from him, like, 6 in the morning a couple of years ago. And freaking out. Um, he said, I, he said, my kid is getting groomed. My child is getting groomed. He's like, I've done everything. He's got 20, he's got a compound, right? In Texas, he's got security. No kid has a cell phone, like, you know, or very, very limited. And yet they still got to him. Right. And he's like, and I didn't know. So my kid, his, his kid played Fortnite, very popular game. Very. He had no idea. There's a, there's a, there's a comms. Private little chat room. Yeah, you can chat. He's like, I had no idea. No one told me I just got in the game. I've never heard of that. Again, we played Pong, right? Like, there was no, like, you couldn't talk to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, as it turns out, he was being coached how to play Fortnite by a convicted felon. Excellent. That's how we found out later. Wow. But the, he, he only found out because the guy the guy messed up and called his kid at, like, 2 in the morning. And Glenn heard the phone. And then it went off. And he's like, huh? Wow. Who's calling? And then he, and then he, he, he his kid caught his kid on the phone, like, he, his kid was innocent. He was just learning tips. Right. So here's I'm going to call you at two in the morning and yeah. tell you how to yeah. how to play this. No, my daughter's always trying to 
this person's so nice. They want to give me all their coins that I can use yeah, for the game. So I'm like, sweet. oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a field day. Like you yeah. and I talked about this, that when COVID hit, it was like a field day for these guys. And what I've noticed is, and I've, and I've sort of warned her a bunch, but every game, I've noticed these, let's go to Discord. Let's talk over here. Can you go in yeah. this chat room and let's talk over here? They get, they get, they get you offline. Mm-hmm. During COVID, shocking, so scary. Um, the reports of potential child abuse that originated online. This was in, in March and April of 2020. Mean to the hotlines, Polaris? To, to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Yeah, to so, yeah. Okay. Um, so the amount of complaints that came on saying my kid was just hit up or the kid, you know, by, it was 2 million in excess of what it was in March and April of 2019. 2 million in, in just that month of April and then also in March. Why? Because it was pedophiles at home on lockdown, kids at home on lockdown, everybody on their computers. Yep. And it was harvest time. We actually, we actually heard some law enforcement reporting. They're calling it harvest time. Like we got them. They're sitting ducks. Kids everywhere. Parents aren't paying attention. They're freaking out about toilet paper or whatever. One of the cases that came out during that time was uh, a guy in Salt Lake City. So like 30 miles from where I live. And he was gaming with little, little kid games. Six-year-old girls in Indiana. Two, two little six-year-old girls playing some like ladybug game or something. Like super. And the parents were like, why would they have a communications platform on this little game? Like, yeah, good, yeah. good question. Yeah. Um, but this guy's been playing with them. He got them slowly over several days to take their clothes off, to take pictures to send him the naked pictures and he was moving to make contact, but he got caught right. and the parents finally saw something six years old. And the parents are like, how would I look parents go to every game you have and turn the freaking communications off. Right. Don't let your kid. I always tell parents this, like, would you ever let your 12, 13 year old or even your nine or 10 year old go clubbing on a Friday night in LA? <laughs> like, oh, of course not. What a silly question. And then I'd say, I'm being very honest when I tell you letting them have unfettered access to the internet and social media without blocking the communications is more dangerous, is more dangerous than than go on clubbing. How can that be? Because the pedophiles are not at the clubs. I mean, they might be, but they're, 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 why? They're at home home. (laughs) and they're talking to your kid who's also at home. Right. Now for parents out there, because I can hear some of them already going, well, I, I can't completely block my kid from that, or I can't completely so let's talk about how we can talk to our kids. Like, yeah. like if there's one thing I want to get across from this particular show is that parents need to have these conversations with their kids. Yes. And there is a way to do it without overwhelming. Like, I'm not going to tell my kid, okay, well, this guy wants to take you and go have sex with you and rape you and put it on the internet. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. Right. But that is the actual case. And so I've been doing it actually with Rain for a long time. You and I have talked about this, where it's like, okay, well, these are the bad guys and these are the good guys. And the bad guys are going to ask you questions. What do you look like? Can you send a picture? How old are you? Where do you live? Oh, do you, do you have to go to school tomorrow? Little fishing questions to see how old the kid is. What do they look like? Do you have to go to school? Are your parents home a lot? Do you talk, what, what else have you run into? Because I want these people, I want, I want to give parents tools that they can give their kids of what to look for 
so they can back out. So what we're seeing a lot of before they actually make, become a contact offender, they will um, offer to pay your kid. And there's so many ways to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, what's your address? I, I'm going to send an Amazon package with this or that. Or the uh -huh. kids can go on and get their Venmo accounts. We're seeing this. And like, can you just take your shirt off for me? And I'll give you, I'll send you a hundred dollars to your Venmo. Like, and they're, and the kids are like, okay, that's a lot of money. Right. And so again, parents, do you know what your kids, if they have Venmo accounts, do they have those? Right. Or are packages showing up? Or they sometimes? put them right in the game for the, yeah. the game that the kid is playing. Yeah. Yeah. You can, it's, it's. No, it's, my friend's, my friend's daughter came over, right? We haven't seen her in a little while. She comes over and she's got this stuffed animal that she loves, right? And my brain tells me, oh yeah, one of the people that she plays the games with online sent it to her. And I looked at her and I'm like, and now they have her address. Exactly. And that's, Those and that's, type of things. And that's things. what they'll do. They'll yeah. say, hey, I got this thing for you. I got a new cell phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. What's your address? I'll send it to you. Mm -hmm. Just make sure and grab it. You know, no one sees. Right. And so parents, are you seeing packages show up that you like, you think that Amazon <laughs> sent you a free gift or something? No. Like this nice person that your it. kid met online. Yeah. Yeah. And now they have your address. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about these false ads for like a modeling job or a false ad, you know, that sort of phishing, scamming where the person shows up to actually like, it looks totally legit, mm -hmm. like a website and everything. Yeah. Have you run into that? Yeah. The easiest way, of course, they go on. And they'll just make comments like, hey, you're beautiful. Um, call this number and we can, I'd love to do a photo, a photo shoot with you, mm -hmm. right? And then they got them coming to their studio, yeah. whatever. Um, but they will go so far as to, I've seen websites. I've seen. Um, business cards. Yeah, business cards. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And I've seen guys like meet kids in malls. Like, hey, meet in the mall. We're going to. And they have a couple of beautiful model looking women. Like right. at a place like, hey, sign up here. Here's our card. Give me a call. They'll go really slow. They'll take the first session with you, and it, it will be a legitimate photo shoot. Right. But remember, they're always going to look. They're generally not going to work with, like, a hover mom. Like, they don't want the mom there. They're going to find vulnerable kids who don't like their moms or saying they don't like their moms. Or right. That's who they're going to they're, they're gonna target. Right. Um, and, and so one thing, you know, if, if you if you let's say you are an inspiring or an aspiring model, you're 16, 17 years old, or whatever. Make sure, and if you get an offer, it could be legitimate. Like, okay, let me, let me give you my mom's number. Yeah, like, I'm have bringing a my dad with. Yeah, have a protocol in place. Right, right. Um, I've had, I've seen people who share accounts. Mm. Like, like the account says, you know, Juliet and my mom. That's great. Yeah, that's and smart. It's such a deterrent. Yeah, it's just like, or if you're if, if you're following. Oh, you are. Right. <laughs> right. And you post every now and then. Right. But that, that is enough to keep most of the bad guys away. Right. Because just like they know too much already. Their mom's super involved. Or, right. Um, They'll so, find someone else. So if you're, if you're a parent, you're worried about protecting your kid. Simple little things. Mm -hmm. You know, follow an inter-trafficking group. Uh, put on there that this is a joint account with my mom. And I love my mom. That's cool. Whatever. Yeah. And those guys won't, won't, won't hit you up. Right. The other um, thing that you mentioned earlier on, you talked about these vulnerable children, right? So one thing I try to always tell people is, is you have to watch out what you're putting online. Because you're putting, hi, here's me in front of my school. Yeah. Here's me, da-da-da. Here's me. And then if you're also putting out there like, you know, I got grounded, damn parents. Or I'm this or that. Or, or guys, you know, or even the sexy pictures. Like you have to be aware 
of all the information that you're putting out there. Yeah. Because it's it's a field day for these guys. They can just research. I think people don't... There's a couple of things parents should do to make this really sink in. Mm. One, go to one of these Guardian sites like Family Watchdog. Okay. And there's others you can look up where just like find the sex offenders who have to register. Which, oh, by the yeah. way, is like half of sex offenders or right. books, okay? We'll put some other ones up here. But like, just go check it out. Like, Put in your zip code. And freak out. <laughs> what you, you see, really do. Like, how well, many child do. sex offenders are, like, right around the corner? Well, yeah, there's these websites. I forget the other one. There's one in L.A. specifically because I've used it a bunch of times. And you look at them and all the registered sex offenders, you find out how far they're living yeah. from you. And what do they look like? And they're everywhere. And, and, they're the, crime everywhere. They, and they were, the crime they were convicted of. Yeah. People think, and, and, it, and there's no way to kind of pigeonhole someone into yeah, a profile. Like, it's anyone. I've, we've arrested law enforcement officers. We've arrested clergy people, We've, it, it, educators. It doesn't matter. There's no way to determine it. A family, a family man with three kids, like it doesn't right. matter. And so, I think that's it's it's something that needs to be utilized more to wake up parents. Yeah. Like they're they're. I don't want to scare everybody, but they're everywhere. Right. And your kids are probably very very vulnerable. A hundred percent. And the news isn't covering it. Right. So more more things like this. And then you know, they, we're going to put together a whole tip sheet for teenagers and for parents for Save a Free World so that you can just log on and like, okay, Perfect. that's that's like the exactly. basic that I can do, you know? There's another thing happening. Mm -hmm. um, like, the, it's sexploitation, they call it. Oh, yeah, that's a whole, which is a whole different thing. And it's crazy. I just... Just for... Yeah, let's define it a little bit. Yeah. So, so you gave an example of six-year-olds, yeah. right? And a guy go, can I just have your picture? So let's say it's a teenager and it's a boy yeah. pretending to be a 15-year-old or an actual 15-year-old boy yeah. who's who's, you know, dating her or not dating her or whatever. And in a moment or whatever, she takes yep. a picture and that's yep. it. So and now explain it. what happens from then on. So I'll give it to you in a real case that we just yeah, assisted with. So it's so real. And it was, it was in LA not long ago. So I get a call from someone who's a friend of a family member. And they said, my kid has been like the last two weeks trying to commit suicide. And he's a happy kid. Like we can't figure this out. And he just told us. He wouldn't tell us much, but he said, I took a dick pic and they caught me and he starts just, he starts crying and he's like, what is going on? So they called, I went over there, yeah. I happened to be in town and the kid trusted me and he showed me the whole thing. So here's what, here's what it was. It's, first of all, it was a bunch of um, exploiters in Nigeria to start with. Oh. So they, they're sitting in this like compound room, whatever, like a, like a call center. Okay? Uh -huh. And they go through and they're able to crawl through the internet and find dick pics that are just out there. People put dick, dick, dick pics of teenage boys. Right. And they take that. They find out who it is. They reach out to him and say, hey, look. Look what I found. Right. Look familiar. Oh, look what I also have. I have your grandma's email. I have all your followers on Instagram. I have your church congregation. I have your entire school right. list and your principal. You give me, you send me, you figure out a way to send $5,000 to this account. Or this is, this, this pic is going everywhere. Right. And it threw him into suicide. Oh, he, was, he tried to kill himself. Yeah. He thought my life is over. Oh, and by the way, don't tell the cops because you just produce child pornography. And so they'll arrest you if you call them. Right. And he was, he, he bought it. Of course. He bought it because like, oh, you're right. I, I, I am a minor. I took a picture of myself. And these guys are making millions of dollars taking advantage of, of just ignorant yeah. kids who get stuck in the place where they took that picture. Yeah. So again, the ultimate prevention is parents. Tell your kids, don't right. take naked pictures, ever. Right. Ever.
by the way, we solved the case. We got him. Yeah. We were able to help him figure out how to get around it. And and we, we got the lead out to federal law enforcement. And they're, you know, hopefully going to take that place down That's in Nigeria. Um, and law enforcement knows they're not going to, they're never going to bust you for that. Okay. There were some cases early on when people were confused. They're not doing that. Okay. Right. They, they recognize if you did that, you're a victim and they're going to help you. Yeah. Okay, so. I also want to just point out with the sextortion that it also could happen between classmates. Yes. I was going to go there. Oh, okay. Good. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and this is where it's like this tra- full on trafficking in like the most affluent areas, right? right? It's this 15, 16 year old girl who has her boyfriend. They have sex. They take a sex video. Stupid. Don't do it because you're going to break up in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> and, and when you break up, now the guy's controlling Guess what? you. Yep. He's full on trafficking you. He's like, hey, you want grandma to see this? You want your mom to see this? You better keep servicing me or service my friends or do this or do that. And they're, and they'll, they'll cause them to, to, to do sex acts. They're trafficking them. Yeah. And the, the kids are coming home every day. They're eating dinner with their family. They have parents have no idea, but they're stuck in this world. And they become, they, again, they be, become suicidal. They become, oh, yeah. And, and they think my life, my life is over. This guy's controlling me. It's full on trafficking. Yeah. They call it Romeo trafficking. There was this whole, did you hear about this whole porn site that got shut down? So this guy was sort of going, okay, okay, all, all you men out there that hate your women, hate your ex girlfriends, send me all your sex tapes. Oh my God. And he was putting it online. It became this giant, giant pornography site. It was called Is Anyone Up? And then not only that, but he would put, this is the girl's name in it. Here's her address. Here's her social media. And all these women were getting like, I mean, you can just imagine. You can, it was a complete revenge porn, it's called. Wow. It's a whole thing. Anyway, just, just. Is it just dressed. a revenge or can they like pay money to get it off? Because that, 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 that would be illegal. The guy would so. not take it down. Not take the it guy down. would not take it down. I'm going to do a whole little like blurb on it. Oh I did just go down. Like the guy finally got like court ordered to cease and desist and that's it. But, but yeah, it was a huge, it was a huge deal. And those videos, just so everyone knows, are those pictures, once they go online, as you know, they live online forever and that's ever, ever and ever and ever. And that's why a lot of these victims in sextortion actually do it's, kill themselves. It's one of the most important things we can teach our kids yeah. from a young age. And, you know, when you get there, when they get the right age, you know, yeah. right? Don't take naked pictures. Right. It can destroy your life. Completely. Completely. And they just, if no one tells them, right. in the moment it seems fun and right and whatever. Right. Now tell me if you can talk about this or not. You and I went to this facility that you were working with this particular organization and they had the technology to be able to show who was downloading child porn on the dark web in real time. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. And I will never forget. I remember you showing this to me and it was a map of the United States. And this goes to our point about it's here guys. It's a map of the United States and the red dots were people who were downloading child porn. Just live right now. Live. One minute time. Exactly. And that's just certain networks that they're able to monitor. There was, I think the only place where it wasn't was like some forest and stuff like in Alaska where there was no internet. It was. And this is known child rape videos. These are like, it's not, it's not a question. It's, it's already known. That's how they're able to identify it. It's amazing technology and law enforcement. Uh, most law enforcement has it. One thing we do actually at OUR is make sure that everybody in the world has it. It's still way lacking in terms of who has it. 
Right. But it's it's a it's a miracle technology. Yeah, it was. It, I remember it was phenomenal, and I remember at the time you guys were tracking because you could use that technology to track. Okay, who's the big ones? Who's the guys that are actually making this? Not just the guys that are downloading it, but who's the ones that are making it and, and who's distributing just, it? And who's yeah. yes. But the the scary thing is even the the relatively few, and it's millions, mm-hmm. but I still say relatively few that we that we identify. Law enforcement, even in the U.S., which I consider the best law enforcement in, in, in the world, they predict about 10 to 15 percent can they even attempt to go after because it's that's over, they're just overwhelmed. Right. It's just there's too much of it, which, again, goes to show that parents, you've got to intervene because right. there's no government that has enough resources to combat this. No, there's not a, a separate, although I wish there was, the separate sex trafficking police. Yeah. That just do these cases. Be. Yeah. There should be. Like ATF. Or, yeah, you know, just exactly DEA, just for just this for ex- exploitation. Yeah. I know. And maybe one day we will. Maybe you and I can work on it. Let's, let's build it. Yeah, exactly. So, so one way a kid can really protect themselves is just put, you know, hashtag OUR or follow OUR <laughs> or some other anti trafficking organization. Slavery Free World. Yeah, Slavery yeah. Free World. Doesn't, and so the traffickers are like, oh crap. Yeah. They know about me. Speaking of that, so on my Instagram, when I started posting, about what I've been doing undercover for trafficking, 400,000 men stopped following me. No like way. that. Overnight. All it men. was of course, insane. All men. Of course, all men. Insane. Yeah. They're like, oh crap, they're going to look into me. Mm-hmm. Just like they that. That's an amazing off. deterrent. Yeah, like it said. works. And I was, I was like, okay, good. Get them off there. Yeah. Glad you left. So and yeah. if everybody's doing it, give them nowhere to go. It's like it's like shining a light and the, co- and the cockroaches run and they don't know where to go. Give them nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. So you brought up the gaming industry, right? And one of the things I actually did want to mention was my kid will be on a game. I don't know if you've run across this. And I don't know if parents know this, but my kid will be on a game that says, you know, age, whatever, 10 and under or whatever. because so they do have ages on there. But the ads that are coming on during the game are like literally animated sex ads. Huh. And, and it's, and she, so my kid's great. She's like, mama, look, and she'll show me. I literally feel like the gaming industry is practically run by these guys. There's no policing on these chat rooms, or have you found anything like this where any of the games are held accountable for any of it? So the big, you know, bigger platforms that are, you know, the, the biggest like Roblox that you've heard of, right? Uh-huh. Um, Facebook, TikTok. Oh, that. Um, they're they're all dangerous, okay, but they also serve a purpose as well. So I. I can sympathize to some extent. Like I'm trying to build a business here. I can't control everything that's going on. Sure. And and most of them do have law enforcement compliance. I work with them. Yeah. I, we we were at conferences together, and and they have a law enforcement compliance unit. That's great. But but mostly, what my understanding at least, most of what they're doing is responding. Law enforcement has to find it. Right. Or a parent has to find it, report it to law enforcement, and they will call and say, "Hey, here's a subpoena. Can you tell me who this is?" Right. Right. In terms of self policing, so much more can and should be. Right. They should be looking, they should be, and, and, and I know that some do. I know that there's, for example, there's certain very big internet service providers who they're able to use a piece of that technology we just talked about. Yeah. And they don't want, I'm not going to name, because they don't, you know, they wouldn't want this out there necessarily, but they can and they do, if, if anything like that comes across their servers, mm. they can they can ping it. That's great. Well, the, the largest hotel chain in the United States, in the world, mm-hmm. actually. I've talked to them. They actually also have a piece of that technology That's where right. they, if anything hits their servers, they'll alert. So if everybody needs to do this, everybody right. needs to partner more with law enforcement 
and do more self-policing. And law enforcement will help you. They'll give you the tools right. to do it so you can police your own servers, your own right. game systems and so forth. Yeah. And that's not happening nearly to where it needs to. No, and I think at the bottom line, I love that term self-policing because that's sort of what you have to, you have to have parents self-policing their family or a teenager self-policing herself because these are still her games, her internet, her Instagram, her Facebook. And I think it starts, it starts with education yeah, and trying to educate not only Americans, but abroad that, Hey, this is happening and it's in your town. I'll never, I will never forget that graphic of all those red dots. I'm like, yeah. I was speechless. I'm like, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, thank you again for coming on. And, uh, and that, thank you so much for doing this episode on technology specifically, because this is what I want. Thank to you. It's the most important thing we could give to the people in this country that we live in, because this, that's where it's starting. That's where it's happening. Thank you. I want to thank Tim Ballard for being here today. It never ceases to amaze me the work that he and OUR are doing on a daily basis to help save women and children from this horrific abuse. And in line with our conversation today, I would like to invite the big tech industry to our show to tell us what they're doing to help keep our kids safe online. So Apple, Microsoft, Discord, Roblox, hey, if you're listening, we're here and you have our attention. And to all our new listeners, I want to thank you for spending your time with us. I hope you found this episode to be helpful and informative. And going forward, we'll bring you more episodes on the topic of technology and trafficking how you can protect yourself, your loved ones, and what to look out for. Please be sure to follow us or click the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also visit us at www.slaveryfreeworld.org. And we so appreciate all the positive reviews as it really helps us get this information out to as many people as possible. So thank you. That's all for now. And until next time, stay safe.